This morning, we're going to have a, a unique opportunity as it is Father's Day today. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking to some of the fathers in our church body here. Uh, now, I know that for some of you this morning, Father's Day may not be the easiest day. For some of us, it can actually bring up painful memories. Perhaps it's for you that you had a loving father that is no longer here to be able to celebrate with you today. Or for some of you, maybe your relationship with your father was defined by anything but loving. Or maybe you've never even actually known your biological father and never had a relationship with them. I want to say today as we, as we dive into this idea of fatherhood and what it means to be a father, you are not excluded today. And are you are not a lesser than. And I believe there's actually reason for all of us to be able to celebrate fathers. It's one of the things that culturally we don't tend to do well. I know I shared this last year, but Mother's Day is, is the day that breaks the record every year, is the highest day for long-distance calls as many kids will phone their moms and talk to them. Father's Day is the highest rate of uh, collect calls. I believe that that's an indicator in some ways of culturally how we view dads. And we see it in the way it plays out as, as the, uh, the rates and the percentages for fatherless homes continue to spike and rise. It's not that dads are any more valuable than mom, and it's not that you can't survive without a dad, but a father plays an important role. Uh, just to give you some stats, in the U.S., there is approximately around 23.6% of U.S. children, almost one in four, grow up in fatherless homes right now. In Canada, you, if you grew up without a father in your home, you are eight times more likely to go to prison, five times more likely to commit suicide, 20 times more likely to have behavioral problems. Sometimes we just have to own that one. 20 times more likely to become rapists, 32 times more likely to become runaways, 10 times more likely to use chemical substances and abuse them, nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Father deprivation is, is a more reliable predictor, predictor of criminal activity than race, environment, or poverty. Non-father children account for 63% of youth suicides, 90% of all homeless and runaway children, 71% of high school dropouts, 85% of youth sitting in prisons, 80% of adolescents in psychiatric hospitals, and as I mentioned with the suicide rate, three out of four teen suicides. The implications of a father not being present are really clear. But this morning, it's not only those stats that make me want to talk about fatherhood, but it's actually the words of Jesus himself. See, when Jesus instructed us in how to talk and relate to God, we see this in the Lord's Prayer as he starts by saying, speak in this way, our Father who art in heaven. Jesus himself saying that the way we are to relate to God is as a father. And if we live in a culture that is, has a dysfunctional understanding of what fatherhood is, with that we can have a dysfunctional understanding of who our God is. So this morning we've got four uh, men that I really respect as I watch in this church. We have a lot of great dads. I'm not in your home. I'm sure there's still lots of stuff that's not great. But uh, as we gather together on Sundays, I see lots of you as you interact with your kids. And, and the men that are up here, I have great respect for as I watch as they interrupt, er, interrupt, 
interact with their kids and grandkids. And this morning, we're going to spend a little bit of time just batting around a couple questions and having some discussion about this idea of fatherhood. So, to start with, I'm going to have each of you guys just kind of introduce yourself, maybe share uh, the name of your spouse and your kids, and if you get this wrong, I can't help you. So we'll maybe start uh, on, on my side here, and we'll go across. Awesome. Well, um, thanks, Joel. Thanks for... It's really an honor to be able to be up here with these guys, because um, myself, too, I've, I've watched these guys parent their kids and, and grandkids, and, and it's an amazing honor to be up here with them. Um, as you see in the picture there, my beautiful wife, Amber, uh, my little girl, Julie, and my son, Isaac. Not Ryan, so the one on the other side, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Kozlowski, my wife, Brandy. And then my oldest daughter is Scout, my son, Cash, and the youngest is Sawyer. Hi, I'm Jeff Lynn. Uh, my wife is Kelsey. She keeps our household together, thank God. And uh, my oldest is Taylor. Uh, she's 13. Uh, oh, they have a little picture thing here, too. It's great. Uh, my son, uh, Jackson, he's 11. He's already hiding his face. And uh, my youngest is Angeline. She's three and she's up there. Or she'd be up here. So it's great. Great <laughs> to be up here. My name is Greg Jervis and my wife, Gail. And you can see I have a much larger family than uh, the others uh, because I'm in a different time in life. But uh, you can see in the picture uh, my son, Jesse, and his wife, Lisa, and their sons, Jackson and Memphis. And then we have um, our daughter, Kristen, and her husband, David, and their daughters, Viola and Alexa. Awesome. Can you just give a round of applause, just appreciating these guys as they step up? So to, to give you an idea of what we're going to be looking at this morning, uh, we're going to just kind of bounce around a few questions. The first couple are our softball questions, just to kind of get things going, and each guy's going to respond. But as we go along, we're hoping that what this will be is, is more of a discussion that we want to invite you into as we just talk about this idea of fatherhood from a few different angles. Now, I've asked the guys if we can keep our responses, because we only have a limited amount of time, to 60 to 90 seconds, which sounds maybe like a lot, but when you have a lot to say, that can be difficult to do. So specifically when Jeff is talking, if you guys could help us out, because time management is a challenge for him. If he starts, you can feel free, use, use your phone, and if he's getting close to that 90 seconds, you can just kind of wave at him, maybe do this, just let him know, hey, don't walk right out, but you can help him out with that. All right, so guys, uh, we're going to maybe start, we'll start on this end again, and the next time we'll reverse, but I'm going to ask you this question for those who feel like you got a good response. Can you recall or share a dad fail that you've experienced? Maybe a funny experience with your kids or injuries that you have either yourself experienced or you've perhaps contributed to your own children. Uh, maybe not your proudest moment, but a dad fail moment that you've had. So anybody got one that they, got, they can throw at us? Uh, yep. <laughs> long list we were cash is is loving baseball um i think it was last summer we pitched to each other so i pitched to him and he hits the odd ball but he wanted to pitch to me and the little guy can't throw very far so he's maybe four feet away and he was using a tennis ball um and it was just light hits but it was hard enough that it came off the bat and hit him right in the forehead like right off <laughs> knocked him on his bum and a little tear in his cheek so you feel bad you know pick him up and 
wipe the tears away. Let's go again. But yeah, I knocked my son on his bum. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, as, as the ultimate authority in my house, undisputed father, uh, I lectured my wife once when my daughter was a, a baby about she rolled off the, the change table as that happens, and my wife caught her, you know. Uh, I think it was that following week where after I had finished lecturing her that my daughter, she did it again, but this time I was changing her. And as she kind of teetered, I'm trying to catch her as she's falling. And I knocked over the lotion bottle, which also fell on her face. And then I knocked over this. And as she fell to the ground, I was like, oh. Well, that was her mom's fault. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> so we're kind of essentially sharing this. Can you please help these men with their children? If you see them alone without their wives, can you make sure they get an extra hand here? Um, I would share one, but I've never had a dad fail in my life, so I don't have anything to pull from. If I can share one, my wife made a mistake. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll share one. I'm going to leave the wisdom questions to these guys, but I did have, I took my son to the dollar store last year, and this is honestly, for real, a word that we don't use in our house, but somewhere along the line, every parent knows this, your kid learns words from places you don't even know where, but he learned the word fat. And we were walking down through the aisles of, of the dollar store, and there was a lady who was probably, I'm guessing, in about her late 40s, early 50s. And Judah, who was like, if you know my kid, he is about the most innocent, sweet child there is. And he just said, that lady's fat. <laughs> really, really loud, with like five feet in between us, which I tried to ignore and quickly found a turn to switch to a different aisle. Only to three minutes later, run into the same lady turning into the aisle, and he said it again. <laughs> I swear, I have never used that word. We don't use it in our house, but that was, uh, that was my dad's fail. Yeah. It was his mom's fault, is basically what I'm getting at. I got, uh, I got one to add to here. Okay. Um, is this on? There we go. So first of all, do you open in your conversation with that lady, hi, I'm a pastor? <laughs> Just asking. I'm going to be honest. I did not feel comfortable talking. <laughs> we switched aisles again. <laughs> At that point, I knew that she knew. And, but you know, you talk under your breath as a parent. That's not the right thing to say. I've never taught you that. Hoping that they hear it and get that like. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyways, um, quick little story, I guess, on, on that. Um, my wife and, and daughter were in a, a vegan restaurant, and um, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but uh, <laughs> my, uh, my daughter proceeds to tell all the little vegan children in the restaurant about how she's excited to go hunting deer with her dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it, those of you that know Julie, she's not quiet, so everybody heard. Some of you may think that's a dad fail. Some of you may think that belongs in our next question, which is, what are your biggest wins as a father? Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll start on the other side with Greg, but as a dad, what, what are, what's maybe one of your biggest successes that you had? Well, one of the reasons, I just want to go back to your last question. Sure. Uh, I don't have, you know, I'm old enough now that I can't remember dad fails. <laughs> <laughs> My kids do, but I, I don't. Uh, in terms of biggest wins, I think that one of the things that I'm 
proudest about is being able to see my children and their spouses and the kids, our grandkids, being involved in our church. And, hmm. you know, that's one of the things as a parent I wanted to be able to see is they know the, they know the Lord and want, want that to be a part of their lives. And so as a proud dad, that's one of the successes that I'm very proud of. Cool. Awesome. Jeff? So uh, I, I think the biggest win is, you know, really seeing them grow, uh, I think, to be stronger, smarter, and I think better than I honestly feel in any particular fashion. Even more mature, although that may be hard to understand. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm really proud of them. I, I just see just how they develop uh, in, in both their spiritual lives and just in how they conduct themselves every day and what they do. Uh, I'm just continually in awe of how that came from, you know, my wife and myself. <laughs> Definitely her side of the family. <laughs> cool. um, the biggest, the older two, so Crystal encouraged us when we had Sawyer to pick a Bible verse kind of as a, you know, a theme verse for your child. So for Scout, we, I chose, I don't know, Brandy knows this, but I just started saying this Bible verse, the fruits of the spirit with her every night. And I've heard her over the past few years start to pick up on those things where she exemplifies that, right? Or she just, she doesn't pick it out as like, oh, watch, I'm doing this. It's just, she does it. And she says, you know, I'm being kinder. Watch her being gentle. But she picks up on that kind of stuff and she'll comment on it, which is pretty cool. Um, so for Cash, I chose Joshua 1.9. And uh, the other day he was praying, he, he was nervous about something. I don't remember what it was, but hearing him say, I just need to pray for courage or I need to be courageous. You know, so it's those little things kind of at the end of the day when you're praying that verse with them. Um, and they're actually starting to live that at such a young age is really cool to see. Um, Sawyer, we're not quite there yet. She's still just la la la, <laughs> but it'll come. I'm confident that it'll come. Cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I would say that's probably my biggest thing too, is, is being able to watch my kids grow up in a, in a Christian home, um, because I wasn't necessarily raised that way. And, and I honestly can't remember, um, praying as a, a small child like Julie, um, and, and just the way she prays and um, who she prays for, the types of people she prays for, and um, that's probably by far been my, my biggest um, joy is watching her grow in that. Awesome. Very cool. Now, on the flip side of this, because being a dad isn't always perfect, uh, what are the biggest challenges or struggles that you've had in being a dad? And the correct answer is not simply just naming your child's name, but actually maybe being a little more specific. Uh, but what are, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced? And I'm going to flip our order around a little bit here. And uh, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. And we're going to go Kyle, and then Greg, and then Ryan. Just because, I don't know, that just seemed good. <laughs> uh, you know, I think how you grow up affects, you know, how, obviously how you, how you parent your kids and, and your relationship with them. And as I grew up, I faced some challenges with other uh, kids being the smallest Asian and, and, you know, in some other <laughs> uh, industries, you, you have some, some fights on your hands and stuff at school. But I think the biggest struggle for me is uh, when they are hurting or when they Um, when they fall down and you can't do anything, right? You got to step back and let them go through that. Yeah. I'm 
So I think, you know, you want to fix it, right? Your first instinct is to go fix it, go, mm. go handle it. But I, I hate that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, even listening, you can hear a number of dads who are in the same boat, even who can't even help but just physically say, yeah. 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 Um, the biggest challenge, I think, is trying to be, um, kids are sponges. And they'll pick up on the good things, as we just talked about, but they'll also pick up on the bad things. So being mindful of that and the way you respond to, you know, day-to-day stuff or what's going on at work. And the kids see me respond in a negative way, getting upset or frustrated, and they pick up on that stress levels, whatever it is. And then watching them exemplify that too. So just as we mentioned with the Bible verses, you see that where, you know, they get, they get agitated over something and the way they behave, I'm like, whew, looking in a mirror right now. And that's hard to watch. So it's a lesson for me. And one of the things that I pray for with the kids is just that I would learn daily to be a better dad too. And <laughs> Cash actually, oh man. <laughs> I'm emotional like Jeff. And he started it. Let's just have a good cry. No, okay, that was dramatic. I'm not crying that hard. But... Cash prayed one night, uh, he, he came up and I said, what do you want to pray for? And he actually prayed that. He's like, that, you know, you would be a better dad. Not because he, it was cute. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Am I a bad dad? But he, he prayed it back in such sincerity that, you know, dad would, would be a better dad growing, right? Not, not that he's a failure, but, um, so that's the biggest challenge is, is being aware of who I am and how I respond to day-to-day stuff and, making sure that what I'm doing is exemplifying what I want my kids to do. Yeah. When our children were younger, my biggest challenge was time. Whether I, you know, my career was being developed and I was trying to spend a lot of time with that, but I also had to take my time to spend time with our children. Mm. And I coached a lot of teams with our children and spent a lot of time, but it was trying to find the right focus in terms of what was important mm-hmm. as a family so that, you know, I have lots of friends who they spent a lot of time with their kids when they were growing up, but they didn't really understand what was valuable in their lives. And they, some of them still have good relationships with their kids, but they don't really know what was important. And that's one of the things I mm-hmm. valued was being able to spend time with our children we were involved in uh, single moms ministries. We did Saturday night church. Those things where they were involved in doing those things, and they they learned how time should be spent more valuably. And that's one of the you know challenges of parent because we all all have the same time, but there's lots of challenges with how you spend that time. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm definitely gonna echo Kyle on that one. Just with. Um yeah, being an example, because um, I definitely struggle with the way I react to certain situations in the house and, and in life, and um, I pray daily that I can just be that better example for sure, especially I see Julie, she's uh, just like me when she can't do something, she wants to give up or get frustrated or mm. throw something across the room, because <laughs> she's not good at it right away, and um and I just need to remind myself um, to be able to um, just be that example. Um, and then another huge thing for me is is not having too high of expectations. Um, I'm so thankful for my wife to say, Ryan, she's four. 
<laughs> and I can go, oh yeah, she is. And um, that's something that I work on for sure a lot is, is just having the right expectations for the situation, for the age, and um, for where for where our kids are at. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So at this point, our, our, these questions, are, I'm not going to direct individually, uh, although I might point someone out to start the conversation, but hopefully we'll have a little bit of back and forth here as we go through some of these next questions. But uh, Greg, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot to start maybe. Um, because I know you'd indicated as we kind of filtered through some questions that this one kind of resonated with you, but how has being a dad impacted your faith and understanding of God? Well, I think some of it has to do with, you know, the unconditional love that we as parents feel toward our our children. And I I know that even though there have been good times and difficult trials with our children— that didn't change the f- way we felt toward them, our love toward them. And I, I know that God loves us through all our, you know, we know that we're sinners and God knows we're sinners. And through his love for us, he sent his son Jesus. And to me, that's, I can see the relationship as a father and seeing God, our father, to us. So it's, it's an unconditional love. Cool. You guys, this you guys have thoughts here? Just kind of feel free. Sure. Um, you know, just, just echoing what you said as well, right? You know, you, you kind of learn a new level of love when you have kids, I think for sure. And uh, really to understand how Jesus perceives us, right? To say that, you know, mm-hmm. when you have that kind of uh, relationship with your kids and, the, you know, your family and whichever, to be able to send him to die for your sins, how do you how do you describe that, yeah. right? And you know the 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 knowledge is that you are never alone, ever. He will never quit, never give up, never you've never strayed too far, or done something so bad, or it's just unequivocal. He will be there. He's completely steadfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, looming question that's been around for ages since the beginning of time, I'm sure, is why would God allow that to happen? And as much as I love my kids and I'd love to remove all of the heart and pain and the mistakes that they make, I understand that no matter how much I love them, there's nothing I can do that can control the decisions they make and the outcome of those decisions. And that, that reality has helped me understand, and I, don't misunderstand that I think I have the same level of power as God who created the universe. But I think the truth there that God doesn't control our actions, um, and also the truth there that our own decisions and, and the things that we do, our actions affect the outcome that comes from that um, is something that I've come to understand more with kids than I did before. Mm. Yeah, really good. Um, I would say some of the most profound moments of, of even my own faith walk is when we've been in the congregation during worship time and um, it's happened a couple of times with both of my kids where I'm just holding them and we're just totally lost in, in um, the worship and the songs and in everything. And, and it just makes me think that this must be what God longs for, for all of us Mm. to have that total peace and time and comfort and security just to be totally lost in worship with him. Mm. And, um, 
that has just really just grown my, my capacity to understand who he is and how much he loves all of us um, and just how much more that, um, you know, we as fathers need to love our kids, have understanding and grace and um, just be able to just be that example to know that they have a heavenly father that loves them more than even we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even as you're saying there, just I think there is that sense of, of a, a capacity of understanding for love with your kid when you're, you know, even as in a, in a marriage relationship with your spouse, you still, <laughs> you had, you got some insight on what you're getting for before you sign the dotted line. Uh, kids, you have no idea, but they steal your heart right away. Um, the aspect of God as father. Uh, this is a gross visual, but work with me. But it, it even brings like with my, my son, uh, those of you who've had small kids, you know that when they get a cold, they can't clean out their own nose. And we, I call it the booger vacuum. We got this little thing. <laughs> Parents, you know what I'm talking about? The little hose you got to like stick up there. And then you have to, on the other side, mentally build yourself up and suck through a straw to try and clean their nose out. Some of you have really gross expressions. You obviously never had to use this thing. It is mentally difficult to use as you know what you're doing, but for the sake of your child, and you're literally pleading, begging your child to allow you to do it as they kick and scream at you, not wanting, and it, it reminds me of God, just the depth of his love. That even when we push him off and we kick and we scream, God, knowing what we need, so loved that he gave his son, as you said. Powerful. Powerful. Um, with that kind of a, a similar uh, type of question, but in a different trajectory, how is your relationship with God, your personal relationship with your heavenly father, or maybe other father figures that God has put in your life, how have they impacted how you father your kids now? And whoever wants to can, can start off on this one. Um, I've got... so. Over, over the years, um, I've had a number of guys, dads of friends or, or just men in the church or guys that I've worked with that I've really looked up to as a, as a godly man and as a dad too. Um, so I'm always curious. I, I love asking the question why. I'm observant and, and I like to figure things out. So when I see a dad that has a good relationship with his kids, I'm curious, what are you doing that, that helps build that relationship or makes you a better dad? And it doesn't come without being deliberate, that's for sure. But um, through, I can think of four guys that I've really admired as dads and, and watching their relationship with their kids. Um, why was it so successful? How come your kids turned out the way they did? Or why is that relationship so strong? So I ask and, and I try my best to implement that, those things into my daily life. Um, yeah, that's definitely helped me. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, I can definitely ditto that because... For me, in, in all aspects of our lives, we've always, you know, our battle cry has been to change our family tree. And um, the reason, or, or I guess uh, why we would want to change our family tree, or, or I guess how we could tra change our family tree is by finding those that have, have fruit on the tree in areas of life that you want to obtain. Mm -hmm. And parenting would be one of the highest, um, outside of obviously my spiritual walk and marriage, um, you know, then it's parenting. And so finding those people, not being too proud 
folks. We grow up in a society where, you know, one, dads aren't really valued, or two, um, you know, if they are in the family, then sometimes they're too proud. They're too proud to, to pick up a book to learn a thing new. They're too proud to ask another dad, hey, how did that happen? How did you become so close to your daughter, to your son? You know, I see the way that they look at you. I see the way they look up to you and take advice from you. How did you obtain that? And, um, and I think that's just been, honestly, the, the greatest blessing in my life is that I haven't been too proud to do all those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that God's allowed me to, um, to not have that, that burden of thinking that I need to figure it all out myself. I, I think for myself, it's a lot of, uh, what do I do in this situation? Well, what would Jesus do in this situation? <laughs> you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I look at, at how I react to situations. You know, I might uh, be very reactful, right? When, when it, it calls for, you know, uh, just to, to step back and, and, and think about it and, and pray about it before you react is uh, something that's very foreign. I think as I was growing up, I was kind of a believer later in life. Um, and I, I would just say, you know, every time I do that, you know, the, the, the word that always keeps coming back in my prayers in those situations that are tough is just be still and know I am God, right? I'm here. Mm. I've got it under control. You know, I never give you more than you can bear, which is continually growing sometimes, I think, beyond the threshold. <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, how I father my kid is it's just uh, really, I think, some of the stuff that he's given you open eyes to see is that you, your, your relationship with your child and how you affect that, all these other kids see it. All these other kids see it. And you become, I would say in many ways, like fathers to a number of people. That could be just in Beaumont because everybody seems to have children here forever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's how I see it is that, you know, he is the one guiding. So we just, we just got to stop and listen. I've got to stop and listen. Mm-hmm. The power of prayer is what I have felt was key, and that's, you know, the number of times reading Scripture where Jesus prayed to his heavenly Father and the relationship that he had, and I just felt that through the difficult struggles we've had as parents, and I say difficult, we've all had struggles of different varieties, the power of prayer and the communication with uh, our Heavenly Father has always helped me have strength in dealing with those issues. And I'm hoping that's reflected to our children mm. and grandchildren in the future. That they'll, they'll see that same strength. Mm. Yeah. I always think for, for some of us who maybe even as these guys are sharing this morning and, and you think to your own experience with your own parents and just even some of the expressions of love and, and deep um, affection and care and uh, input into, these, into their own kids, you go, that's nothing like what I experienced. I hope this morning that maybe this can be a bit of a, 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 not a healing and maybe some of the wounds that you need to work through with your parents, but I hope maybe a healing in regards to some of the impressions of how you view God. Because even as you guys share, as I'm hearing this, um, just this depth of love uh, and, and knowing you guys a little bit, 
talking to you. Uh, I'm pretty sure that probably all of your kids have made at least one mistake, uh, done something that you didn't particularly like this morning within the last hour. Uh, but, but yet, <laughs> there is still that if you could, you would run through a wall for them. And I hope that you guys get when Jesus taught you and me to pray, our Father, that this is the type of Father. And even beyond what any of the dads here are capable of doing, like we're imperfect models of his true fathership. But that's how God wants to relate to you. He's not waiting simply to discipline you and to tell you what you've done wrong and to strip your life down. But there is that depth of love that he would chase around the earth to get you. Um, so as we kind of close this, our, our last question, this is your opportunity to share wisdom to the masses here. Uh, if you could share one piece of advice, specifically this morning to encourage our dads who are here in and uh, specifically, this part's for Jeff. In 30 seconds or less, I'm just kidding. But I'm serious, 30 seconds or less. Um, no, if you could share one piece of advice uh, to the dads to encourage them this morning. And I know none of you are looking at this as you are the experts, but just from your experience as we talk about, man, it'd be great if we could be better at sharing with each other, learning from each other. What's one piece of advice that you could give from your experience of being a dad? And we'll maybe go from youngest to oldest, if we will, as far as kids' ages. And we'll start on this end. Well, I think for me, um, one of the big things, and this might kind of be a little bit different than what Pastor Joel was saying, but you wives are so powerful in the way that you talk about your husbands to your kids. I am so blessed to have an amazing wife that teaches my kids that they have a good dad hmm. because us as dads are busy you know whether you're building your career building businesses doing whatever you're doing um, time is usually limited nowadays and so if you think that you need to spend you know masses and masses amount of time with your kids to be able to be a good dad I don't think that that's true I think that the maybe little time that you do get to spend with them as long as you're intentional you're focused on them and you're making that time worthwhile that's what's most important to them um, I've read a few books that say you know if you ask a kid you know when they're you know three four five six how much time did your dad spend with you they'd say tons and tons and tons and then you go and ask the parent and they go I was maybe around once a week Right, So just that intimate, intentional time with your kids is just so valuable. And again, um, like I said, wives are so powerful in how you speak about your husbands if they are busy and how you communicate that to your kids. Uh, I think everybody spends time at, at trying to improve as a, you know, as, a, as a career person, a professional uh, you know, trades, whatever you do for work, you're going to try and improve as, as professional development as you grow. Um, if it's hobbies, you're going to spend time learning how to perfect your golf swing or, you know, there's a lot of runners and bikers and all that kind of stuff. And we're deliberate about understanding how we can improve in those areas. And the encouragement I would offer, um, and it's not easy, but it would be being deliberate about understanding how to be a better dad. 
and to grow in that. Um, it takes a level of humility, I think, that doesn't come naturally for a lot of people to understand that there are weaknesses in what you do and there are areas for improvement as a father. But the kids, our kids are our legacy. And if you're going to spend time on anything, any one thing that you can pick, um, to me, that should be the most important. And you should be willing to sacrifice everything else if it means building that legacy with your kids and for your kids. Because once you're gone, that's the ones that are going to carry your name and, mm. and the things that you taught them. So what's more important? Um, yeah. yeah, be deliberate, I guess. That's good. You know, for me, it's just that I, I don't want to miss a second kind of as they grow. You know, there's, there's things in life you find are so important, right, as you grow up. And, oh, I love my car, and I love this, and I love that, and I love fishing, I love hunting, you know. I love all those things. I really do. But, you know, if, if they want to spend time with me, it's just I, I would never pass that up. I'll never pass that up. And they grow. You know, I know you hear it. It's so cliche. They grow so fast. They really do. Um, on a flip side, just on a more humorous note, don't take a tween shopping. <laughs> no good. Um, it's better to be better at video games, PlayStation 4, than your child. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really happen very often. Um, yeah, and, and there's, you just learn. You learn uh, just by enduring that uh, there is no situation when they're younger that cannot increase your disgusting threshold beyond all measurable things. But that helps you later on in life. So, so that, that's a good thing. <laughs> I believe actions speak louder than words. I believe your children have to see you praying, hear you praying, mm. seeing you read your Bible, yeah. seeing you in service, and also how you treat your spouse. All these things have an effect more than words. Yeah. I also have a, just a comment for those of us who are a little older and our kids are growing up and they may not be connected or in touch with God, just keep praying for them because I know that mm, my parents right. kept praying for me and that's how I came back to the mm. church. So never give up praying. That's good. That's good. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for sharing honestly and with a lot of wisdom, I think, a, a lot of uh, sincere expression to be able to challenge us. And dads, I hope this morning, I hope this isn't a well, you need to do this. I hope it's an encouragement of uh, that maybe what we need to be more intentional is building that culture where we're challenging and encouraging each other and asking those questions and working to be better dads because there's a world around us, our kids who are in our houses, absolutely, but even more beyond that, who need dads, who need fathers who truly are stepping up, who are gonna step up and be a good father just as our heavenly father is.